Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Busy on a Tuesday, free agent frenzy, spending spree stuff. Does any of it make sense? Cat goes off, the Lakers should pack it in, and Tom Brady's dad joins me live. All that and more, ready to do this. Let's go. Here we go! Only one place to start. Well, the one place to start is going to be with the football news, which broke about an hour or so ago, and we had we were all over it on Get Up This Morning with these guys who are good enough to hang out with me here, my insider extraordinaire, Dan Graziano, and my front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, both in studio with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. It was just before 9 Eastern, so a little over an hour ago, that both of you started fidgeting wildly with your phones at the same time. And I didn't initially know why. And then it turns out it's because both of you got the contract and you have actually printed it and you are writing numbers down like crazy over there, Tannenbaum. Uh, the contract number is on Aaron Rodgers. So, Graziano, for those who have not seen it yet, what can you tell us about Aaron Rodgers' new contract in Green Bay? And then we'll dive into what it means. So it's effectively a new contract that replaces the old one. He had, he had a year left on his contract. Over the next three years, he's scheduled to earn $150 million dollars uh, the first two years are fully guaranteed. It'll be a little over $100 million. And then the third year has got an injury guarantee that, as we were discussing, probably converts to a full guarantee pretty soon. So effectively 150 So you can now say the top of the quarterback market is $50 million a year. It does help the Packers because it knocks down his salary cap charge this year from about $46.5 million to about... Uh, what, $28.5 million. So they save about $18 million in cap space. They're close. They need to be under the cap by 4 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, and this gets them within a couple million. Okay, so uh, those are the particulars. Mike Tannenbaum, take us through what it means. For a football fan, what should a fan be thinking about what this means for the Packers' chances of winning a Super Bowl this year? Well, Greedy, I think Dan nailed it. Basically, saving $18 million against the cap. So if you think about it, if you could prorate money for five years, you just freed up $90 million that you could go spend on players, which is obviously that should take care of Rasul Douglas, the corner that they hit on late in the season, reportedly Devondre Campbell, and most importantly, franchising Devontae Adams. With that said, Greeny, what I would be trying really hard if I was them is to lower Devontae Adams' cap number from the $20 million now, give him a longer-term extension. If they don't get it done by 4 o'clock tomorrow, they have until July 15th, but that would prohibit them from doing a lot of other things over the next month. So to me, that's the next sort of like flashpoint for the Packers. Is getting a deal done with Devontae Adams so he's not on the franchise tag. A long-term deal done, yes. So um, let's also explain why this is a three-year contract, but it really functions as a one-year deal, Mike T, with the rest of it to be figured out later. Yeah, Greeny, it's a great point, and you brought this up on the show. This is really like an NBA contract because the cash in his deal next year would be 59.465, and then 2024, 49.2. So basically, what Aaron Rodgers is saying there, like, if I want to come back next year, my cash is $60 million. If I want to come back the year after, my cash is roughly 49. So he has all the leverage. He is controlling everything. He is the de facto GM of this team for the next three years. And if he doesn't want to be there, obviously it's going to be really hard to replace Aaron Rodgers because there'll be a lot of other dead money charges. But this is truly, he is in completely complete control for the next three years. Well, so then let's make this Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Dan Graziano, you, because of your, uh, you know, your good connections with the Packers, we have been talking, you and I, for 11 months now about this standoff, if you will, between Rodgers and the Packers. Is it reasonable for me to say 
He wins in every way you can win. You just said it. He reset the quarterback market and he maintains all of the leverage going forward so that they really do have to do business the way he wants them to do business because he continues to hold them over a barrel otherwise. Absolutely. After this year, they're going to have to restructure that $59 million salary for next year uh, because it's untenable. So he will have some say over whether and in what way they can do that. And that will allow him, as it would have this year, when his cap hit was 46-plus, to, to dictate if he had wanted a trade out of Green Bay, he could have forced it. If he had wanted to retire, he could have. So that it seems like he'll retain that level of leverage and control going forward on this new deal, which you know is a big part, it seems, of what he wants, control over his future. He had said all along, he said after they drafted Jordan Love, that he had wanted, he'd always wanted to finish his career in Green Bay and that that might not be in his control any longer. It looks like he's created a situation where it is in his control, and that's obviously a very important thing to him. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. We mentioned that it's like an NBA contract. LeBron James has been doing this, and brilliantly, for a long time, which is to say everywhere he goes, now he takes short deals, which means the teams know you want if you want to keep LeBron, you're going to have to keep him happy. You're going to have to do what he wants. And what have all those teams done? They trade away all of their draft picks. Brian Windhorst was on here the other day explaining how basically he exhausts these franchises everywhere they go. They wind up trading, mortgaging every part of their future in order to try and win in the present. If you're LeBron, it's brilliant. If you're the organization, it's probably worth it because his being there gives you a chance to win. Mike T., I guess I would ask you, as a person who has sat in the general manager's seat, could this be something that we start to see NFL star quarterbacks do? They're the only position that could possibly have this kind of leverage. But if you're into the future, I'm just making up names here. Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, Rodgers just did it. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, Josh Allen, who, whoever you want to name as the great, 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 great quarterbacks. Could you see this being sort of the NBA-ization of the quarterback position. It's a great point because we saw it with Drew Brees. And they did exactly this. They ran the exact same play. They pushed all the cap charges out. Sean Payton stuck around for another year. But it's not a coincidence. I, I firmly believe Sean Payton has not coached his last game. But I'm sure he's sitting there saying, like, look at a mountain of this dead money. Let me go someplace else and reset, and I'll pick a better quarterback situation. I think we're going to see it with the Rams. I think everyone knows Sean McVay is not for long there. They've used a lot of first-round picks to acquire a great team short-term. So I think what it does is there's a paradigm reset where the head coach and quarterback leave at some point, and then somebody else walks in, and now Dennis Allen presumably has another five years. But make no mistake about it, as Brian Woodhorse said, when Aaron Rodgers walks out of the door, there will be a massive salary cap bill of pay in Green Bay. Right, so they're doing exactly what he wanted. They're changing the way they do business to maximize their chances of winning right now and let the future take care of itself. That's not the Green Bay way. It's the Rodgers way. What you're 38 years old, that's what you're going to want them to do, and that is what he's got. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Dan Graziano, I want to ask you a question that I know you can't answer definitively, but let's start thinking it through. What does this mean for Jordan Love? You're a first-round pick. Your team trades up to take you in the first round two years ago, And now it has been made very clear two years later, they have no use for you at all. So what happens next? I mean, look, he doesn't have any leverage, right? They have two years left on his contract and a fifth-year option if they want it. Now, whether they want it or not could depend on whether Rodgers is still there, et cetera. 
But, I mean, look, I think they just drafted him in the first round two years ago. They moved up to do it. They, they think highly of him. Uh, I think you'd have to give them something valuable in order to get them to part with him because, you know, it, they've put in the time. They feel like he'll be a, at least a worthwhile backup and, you know, ideally a starter down the road for someone, if not them. So they continue to value him that way. And I think if someone wanted to take a shot on Jordan Love, it would cost them, you know, a, a pretty good draft pick. Uh, what is a pretty him. good draft pick? I don't know. That's, that's more for the front office. Tannenbaum, what, would, if you're the general, if you're Brian Gutekunst, what what are you willing to trade Jordan Love for? Not, it, would, it would be probably like a two. And here's why, guys. If you're Green Bay, you trade up a fourth-round pick to get him in the first round, who are you going to get to be your backup quarterback? I would keep investing in Jordan Love. And by the way, like if he plays great in the preseason, yeah. Ron Wolf did a great job of this. Think about it. Matt Hasselbeck, Aaron Brooks, Mark Brunel, they have a long history in Green Bay of doing a great job of developing the backup. Matt Flynn, when Matt Flynn, a guy like that, that came out Absolutely. of that, right? In yeah. the Seattle for, to remind everyone what, what, what Mike is talking about, when Favre was their quarterback, they kept bringing in these good backups, and they yeah. would trade them, and they would go become starters in other places. In the case of Matt Hasselbeck, he wanted to take in Seattle to a Super Bowl. Um, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is those guys weren't first-round picks. I, I can't think of any of them they that were. They're, they're spending a lot. I mean, they, they're paying a lot of money for Jordan Love to be their backup quarterback, aren't they? Like, you could get a cheaper backup if you can get... Look, Jordan Love right now, if he was in this draft class, where he would be one of the top quarterbacks taken. Someone would want him. 100% agree, but here's what I would say about that. Like, you can't get too cute, and I made this mistake with Ryan Tannehill. We had every doctor say he was going to be fine. We're coming off of a playoff team in Miami. He gets hurt in a non-contact preseason drill, and we're begging Jay Cutler to be our quarterback. And that hurt us. I didn't do a good enough job. And if you look at somebody like Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy last year went on the road and won division games that helped Arizona get to the playoffs. And my point is, if you trade Jordan Love, who's going to be your backup? You may save a couple dollars, but you have a really good team. And I think you could get a little bit too cute there if you're Green Bay. Here's the problem. If if Aaron Rodgers gets significantly injured, you're they're, dead. They're you're done trouble. anyway, right? I mean, what's, what, but, is Jordan right, Love, are you winning what, the division what if he has with Jordan Love? three games. Like, that's the, that's that's, the thing. Who you can't find someone. That? I watched Jordan Love play last year. I don't mean to knock him. You can't find someone else who gives you as good a chance of winning a game as that guy does look, this year. Look, you say expensive. 60% of the rookie contract is paid in the first year. Jordan Love's cap number is, is $3.5 million. Well, that's all it is this yeah, year. So he's not he's not that expensive. Okay. But, but Greedy, go back to a more fundamental point of the, the three game replacement, which was the Giants were competitive under Daniel Jones. I would argue that what cost Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman as much as anything was that Mike Lennon can't play and they became non competitive. It's one thing to compete and lose, which they were doing under Daniel Jones, but I think ultimately what did them in was Mike Lennon. So to me, even if it was a three game replacement, you need somebody that can hold serve, and Colt McCoy, to me, is a great example of that. It depends on, I guess, how good they think Jordan Love is, and maybe they do hang on to him. All right, quickly, that obviously has taken up a lot of the air here. Graz, run through some of the other important stuff happening in free agency right now. Well, I think, you know, we saw the two top cornerbacks go off the board, right? J.C. Jackson to the Chargers and Carlton Davis staying with Tampa Bay. Uh, edge rushers are still out there. Von Miller, Chandler Jones, guys like that need homes. I think you'll start to see that happen pretty soon. Big deal was for the wide receiver yesterday, Christian Kirk, about $18.5 million a year. So if you're Allen Robinson, a free agent wide receiver, someone like that, you know, your hopes are up high. And then the quarterback moving, Mitchell Trubisky to Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll see. We haven't heard anything on Mariota yet. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still likely to be traded. So a little more quarterback movement to go. Uh, Bridgewater ended up in Miami to back up uh, uh, Tua. So 
Uh, we'll see some. We'll see some more action. Which that frees up Jacoby Brissett as as another yep, guy as another that, backup option. Absolutely. So I yeah. hadn't seen that. When did the Bridgewater deal happen? I, I had not seen that. Sometime between sunrise and sunset yesterday. Well, the only thing makes me think, Mike T, is just you know the world is a funny place. They now have two quarterbacks on their team that we were quote unquote tanking for. I'm old enough to remember when teams were quote unquote tanking for Teddy. Remember that? <laughs> and then they were tanking for Tua. And one could say they have both of them on their team now, and they're going to need a new quarterback next year. Th- th- that's how fluid these circumstances are. And, and to take it a step further, if the three of us were running a franchise and we had one game to save our life, I'm playing Teddy Bridgewater. Over to him. Not even close. Yeah. Like I, Just from a standpoint of his best game to me is better than Tua's best game. I, I, I might agree with you, but I would also make sure my affairs were in order. <laughs> All right, we'll see what winds up happening. Guys, you're the best. Thank you both, as always, for the extra time hanging out. There'll be news all day long. You cracked me up. And did you know the job search can be a long, frustrating journey? That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers, so you can sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. You know who's live next? Tom Brady Sr., Brady's dad. It's been a long time since we had him on. He joins us live right after this. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Adam, uh, what is it that changed during this two-month period? 40 days since Tom Brady retired, and I think as he stepped back and reflected, he did not feel like the time was right right now. I, I just said it a moment ago. He's, it's become one of my favorite things that we get the opportunity to do every once in a while as a father myself to be able to have a conversation with Tom Brady Sr. about the events in his family. This was something, uh, sir, as I bring you back to the program, Mr. Brady, something I was worried we wouldn't get the opportunity to do again uh, two months ago. And now I am delighted to say that uh, that we are right back in the news. Welcome back, and I hope that all is well with you and the family. Yeah, thanks, Brady. It's uh it's good to be on with you. Um, I always enjoy it as well. And uh, we're doing great out here. I, we're uh, we're uh, out here in San Mateo, of course. And uh, life is good. We're happy as can be that Tommy has uh, made the decision to come back. We were actually happy when, when he went the other way because well, as a dad, all you really want is your, your son, sons and daughters to be happy, whatever – truck they take mm-hmm. that being said i felt that i was kind of out in the desert for the last 45 days because mm. um, i kind of lost all interest in baseball basketball and especially football so 
I'm I'm glad to kind of come back, and now that Tommy's been resurrected from the dead, um, I uh, I'm ready to go. We're we're thrilled. We, we're looking over the uh, uh, schedule last night, and uh, we know who they're going to play, and we just don't know when they're going to play. But it's going to be another fun run. Well, I, so, to whatever degree you are comfortable, and I, I would never want you to share anything that you know wasn't uh, for for something you're not fully comfortable sharing. But just take us through as best you are willing. What has happened over the last? eight weeks or so, because it, it obviously is enormously impactful in the world of sports and beyond. Well, you know, what happened eight weeks ago was a bunch of people reported that he was retiring and he, you know, before he was ready. I mean, right after the, after they lost, you know, they, these losses are painful. They, you don't, uh, you don't just roll over and get up and get going. It, it's painful at the end of the year, putting six months in and, and uh, all of the heartbreak and all of the joy, but it's hard. It's emotionally wrenching. And lo and behold, you, it's like your car is out of gas. And then somebody asks you a question, and then everybody's telling you, telling everybody that they know what was, they were doing. I mean, heck, they, they, they were announcing his retirement before he even retired. And at some time, you know, the, the media made the news. He he was not ready to make any decision and, and didn't make any decision. But Schefter and Darlington uh, stated it as fact, and you know he hadn't made any decision on that. So lo and behold, uh, after he had time to reflect with his family and you know what, what gives him the greatest joy in his life, and they all agreed that this is the path forward that that works best for for the Brady family. So um, he just came out and is and, uh, happy as could be that uh, that the Bucks want him. Obviously, had a great year, so of course they're going to want him. But you know, the reality is, is the football league moves on, and so as uh, as the time wore on, it was just appropriate to uh, get back and let everybody know his his intentions. The Tom Brady Sr. is with me. I, I want to make 100% sure that I understand what you're saying. So there were the reports from Jeff and, and Adam that Brady was going to retire. He then did subsequently, of course, post that lengthy Instagram post in which he did say he was retiring. So I just want to make sure I'm clear on, on what you were saying and, and exactly what happened back then two months ago. Uh, that's, my, that's my understanding of it, Greeny. Yeah. I, you know, it, and, you know, it, it's all incidental. It's uh, it's a matter of uh, you know a few minutes, a few seconds in the the media, and lo and behold, it gets all blown up. The reality is, is you know it, the the questions were kind of continually pounded on him right after the season and before he was fully prepared to uh, discern which way he wanted to head. Hmm. And now that he has, he's made a decision, and he's he's full full steam ahead. I'll tell you what it looked like to me from a distance. And again, I always feel like you and I are talking as dads. My kids are a lot younger than yours, but I see it. He, it looked to me from a distance like he was making a decision when he retired, announced his retirement, that he thought was the right thing to do, but that maybe he didn't really want to do. And, and I've been in that situation in my life. I'm sure you have as well. That it right, felt, that, that, that very well could be the case. Right? Does that yeah, sound that, right? I mean, he, he obviously, as as we've talked about before, um, he just doesn't play football. He is a football player to the soles of his shoes, mm-hmm. and he loves every minute of it. And it's you love the competition, you love the camaraderie, you, you love the intrigue, you love the, the all of the, the 
dirty work, and then at the same time, um, it, it's it's not a matter of hey, do I get another Super Bowl? It, it'd be great to get another Super Bowl, but that's that's out of, out of his control right now. What that is in his control is go out and practice and play every day, and 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 basically, uh, in the infamous words of Bill Belichick, do your job, mm. and he loves doing that, and so he. He has many opportunities to do different things, and and just that um, this is not just an opportunity. It's his favorite pathway to his own fulfillment, and and so going out and playing football is is the natural progression. Even though the, there were many other wonderful opportunities, spectacular opportunities, frankly. Um, nothing, nothing replaces the joy that he gets being on the 100-yard football field. And, and the reality of maybe not all of those, but most of them, is that they will continue to be there, whether he plays one more year or two more years or whatever it is. It's, this is a, a person, as he will find out at some point soon, uh, he's going to go from being old, which I'm sure he feels now, being 44 years old and being a football player, to being very young. You know, you retire from sports. Derek Jeter said it. I went from being an old man to being a young man in one day by retiring from my sports. So he'll get to all of that. Very, <laughs> very quickly, uh, I, as I mentioned, my kids are much younger than yours. They don't listen to me at all. Does he listen to you as he was weighing this process? Um, does he does he value your counsel? Because I can tell you right now, my kids are twenty one and nineteen, and they pay no attention to my advice whatsoever. You know, um, his family is his wife and his kids, mm-hmm. and uh, at this point in time, it's that's that's where he goes. He doesn't. Uh, you know, once he got past 18, he hasn't paid much attention to me. And mm-hmm. that's that's not really, I'm being flippant on that. But once he's past 18 years of age, uh, his his uh, heart and soul is, has not been necessarily with me. With me. His, it should be where it is, and that's talking to his wife and then consulting his really, really, uh, yeah, but he, he's a smart guy, Greeny. He, yeah. he doesn't need me anymore. He's. he's, uh, he's, he's I, I listen. Uh, I own it. I hear what you're saying, but I remember at the Super Bowl one year they asked him who his hero was, and he teared up saying that it was you. I, I, I don't think he would answer this question the same way you're answering it. Well, you know, I, I, I support whatever decision makes him happiest, mm. and, and the, the ultimate question is, what is going to make him the happiest? And it's, it's playing football, and that's what. What he has decided and what he and his wife decided is best for their family. So, um, I, you know, it just took a little bit of time to sort this thing out. I mm-hmm. mean, he's, he's kind of in uncharted territory. So if people see, might seem to think that he took a misstep, hey, welcome, welcome to our world. Not very many people get to make this decision at 44 years of age and go on 45. And so if, if it was a little premature or a misstep, Hey, that's life in the far west. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even sure most people think that. I, the, the reaction that I've gotten on my shows has been utter delight that he's decided to come back. So I don't think you need to worry about that. All right, one last thing for you, Mr. Brady, before I let you go. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this, but there's a statistic. He has won the Super Bowl every other year for the last eight years, which suggests he's due this season. What is your expectation for uh, Tom and the Bucks this coming year? You know, I, I feel, I think uh, it's, 
we feel weird when we don't go there, Greeny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, it's like Groundhog's Day, but once in a while the groundhog doesn't come out of the ground. So as long as, uh, you know, it, it seems to, to work out that way. But, gosh, there's a lot of great teams, and we saw last year all these guys. And it's tough getting there. So um, we'll see if uh, Jason Light can, can reload the reload this roster and, and uh, we can have – have some good fortune go our way and end up uh, at, at the promised land. Uh, we will so see. I, what, I, we're, yeah. By the way, where is it next year? Do you know where it is next year? Where is the Super Bowl next year, Hambo? Do you, do you, uh, off, is it New Orleans? I, I remember. Oh, no, it's Arizona. It's Arizona. Next year it's in Arizona. Are you going to book a room or something? Is, <laughs> is that... you, you know, you we know each other way too well, Greeny. That's my next plan. Finishing at this, uh, this radio station talk and and getting on the phone to the hotels. That's it. It's, it's in Arizona <laughs> next year. So get yourself something in Scottsdale uh, in early February, and maybe we will see you there. Th- it's always a pleasure to catch up. Thank you it. very much for this. Best of the family. Thanks, Greeny. Take care. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. As Tom Brady Sr., uh, I always really enjoy those conversations. Um, and it, it Okay, so there's a lot there to react to. Let me bring in the assembled members of the Hashtag crew. Here's what I think I took from that. Let me very quickly tell you that you can try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Here's what I think I just took from that conversation. I've been saying from the beginning that Brady decided to retire because he thought it was the right thing to do because he just felt that his age and with his family in the situation and whatever the other reasons were and that he was leaning heavily in that direction. And then I think to, to, if you go back to what uh, Tom Brady Sr. just said, Shefty and Jeff Darlington have their reports. And they're correct reports, which is to say Brady was giving signals to everyone that he was going to retire. The reporting sort of creates a frenzy around him. And so he then says, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. It was before he wanted to do it, but he announces the retirement. And that sort of sets in motion this series of circumstances that result in him saying, you know what, that was premature. If I had given it a little more time to think about it, I don't know that I would have done that. And here we are eight weeks later, and he's back. That, that is what I think I'm piecing together from what we just heard. Hembo, what is your reaction? My, my biggest takeaway from, from what he said was when he described his son, Tom Brady, as a football player to the soles of his shoes. Mm-hmm. And that's... When I think of Tom Brady, that's what I think. This is a person who, when he tweeted he's coming back, the last thing he tweeted was unfinished business, Mm -hmm. LFG. There's never been an athlete in the history of sport that has had less unfinished business than Tom Brady. But that's how he's wired. He considers himself a football player and nothing else. And in the 40 days he spent not being a football player, he obviously missed it badly enough that he continues to want to be a football player. Yeah, I, I talked at length yesterday, if you were not with us, about when you've done something for as long as I've done this. And again, I'm in no way comparing myself to Tom Brady. He's the greatest football player that ever lived. And I'm just some dope who's been on TV and radio a long time. But I have been doing it for long enough that I know that whenever the day comes that I stop doing it, and I have no idea when that will be, it will be a huge hole in my life, like a chasm in my life. And... um I don't know what that will feel like. I don't expect it to happen anytime particularly soon. But 
there will be a big hole in my life. And I would guess that 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 Tom felt that way. Again, I'm, now I'm just putting myself in his shoes and I, and I have no way of doing it. But that is what it has appeared to be to me from a distance. Nuno, as you listen to that, what is your takeaway? Yeah, I feel like he just got Brady got caught up in the emotion of wanting to be done are thinking he wanted to be done the reports being out there and allowing that to for him to speed allowing that to speed up his decision whereas he probably should have just taken his time and gotten to this point without announcing he w- he was going to retire and then coming back yeah um but, but again to to mr brady's point a moment ago like when he said you know if if this was a misstep i mean i don't know how much of a misstep it is like at, at, i think at 44 years old having done pretty much everything right for 25 years as a professional, you're allowed to, if, if indeed this even can be characterized as a misstep, I feel like it's a pretty small one. Um, you know, if he, I don't know that any harm was done. Like, he retired during the period of time when nothing else would have happened anyway, and he came back before the things that matter started happening. But, but misstep, I think, is the word he chose intentionally because his son, Tom Brady, is, he is, he is the perfectionist of perfectionists. Right. And us in the media, it wasn't like him. None of that was like him. When right. Tom Brady retires... It will be clean. It will be tidy. It will be precise. It will be like he is in character for anything else that he does. Uh, let me get Bubba back in here. Bubba was not with us yesterday based on some new scheduling that I don't like, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Bubs, what was your takeaway from that conversation? Yeah, I think the, the main thing, I'm, I, I guess I'm a little, it's a little tough for me to understand. the. I, it's, it's tough because I think it, he's so calculated, so it's tough for me to, I guess, understand that he, he would have had that, uh, you know, just – to, to mess up the retirement thing, but I get that the, the explanation does make sense. I guess it's just a little weird for knowing someone who's so calculated and just does everything like Hembo saying, you know, to a T to be kind of so thrown off by retirement. But I do think your original point makes sense, and I think with him coming back at this point, I think we might as well as you know plan on him playing until he's sixty five because <laughs> I, I don't think he's ever going to stop. He, he couldn't even make it. You know, we weren't even at training camp where it's like, oh my god, I missed this. We're literally just. In the middle of March here, nothing's even happening, and he needed to be back. Well, so any, if he couldn't even get this far, he's never going to stop Well, playing. any chance that Giselle just got tired? Like, I'm not married. Bubba's not married. Um, like, is there any chance Giselle just got tired of him and said, no, no, you need to go back? Because she makes those decisions, right, in the house. She runs the household. Like, she was like, I can't take you being home all That's day. That's true. Like, everyone keeps saying get, yeah, Tom was tired of being home. Maybe it's the other way. <laughs> I mean, I, I, think, I think all these are legitimate areas that we can delve into as we continue. That's the hashtag crew with what's on their mind and what's on your mind is brought to you by My Computer Career, Training for a Better Life. All right, coming up next, there's something I just want you to know. A headline that we came across that both startled and confused me and could wind up, I suppose, being the most important thing that you hear today. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I have to get to something here because this there's too many bizarre things about it. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So Hembo pointed something out to me earlier, and 
it's strange. And there are a lot of things about it that I suppose are a combination of disturbing, um, concerning, and then journalistically confusing. So, Hembo, if you would, slowly and, and, and in the way that a big-voiced person on the radio might, read the headline that you read to me in the office this morning. Asteroid, half the size of a giraffe, strikes Earth off the coast of Iceland. Okay. An asteroid, half the size of a giraffe, has struck the Earth. Now, obviously, that's not a good thing. Whether there were any people in the nearby area, the fact that an asteroid of that size can strike the Earth, I don't know just how specifically they can pinpoint where these things are coming, but that sounds pretty big because a giraffe is pretty big. But that brings me to the part of this that really confuses me. If you're writing a headline and you want to describe the size of something, how do you arrive at half a giraffe? Anyone else confused by that, Bubba? If you're writing a headline... how? how so how big was this asteroid? Like 10 feet? 10 feet. Why wouldn't you just describe it as being the same size as something that is 10 feet? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm still trying to picture in my head. Like, is that what part of the giraffe? Is it half the, yeah, like, what does that even mean? Is it just the neck part? Or yeah, is which, it the which legs size? part? Yeah. Like Half, which half? The f- why would you write a headline that says asteroid half <laughs> the size of a giraffe strikes Earth? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. A giraffe is a very odd-shaped animal, so it's, it's, it's going in very different directions. So wh- of all the animals you could have chosen, to be honest, why wouldn't you say three times the size of a lion? <laughs> like that, to me, would have been more picturable yeah. because you're right. A giraffe is all misshapen. And so I don't even know what part of the giraffe we're talking about anymore. Right, exactly. I mean, so is the asteroid going in like four different directions with like a huge top part and then le- <laughs> like le- and then legs, but it's half? I don't... And maybe I'm particularly... I've never heard this. that description before. I went to journalism school at a time when we still had to take copy editing, and part of that was headline writing. I'm assuming that's still a part of journalism curriculum, despite the fact that everything is online these days. Because instead of, like, uh, the, the purpose of a headline was to get you to want to read a story in the same way that we now create clickbait headlines to try and make you want to click on a story. But Nuno, I mean, why would you describe something as being half the size of a giraffe? And again... I don't mean to make light of, a, of what is obviously an important story. A large asteroid has struck the Earth. That feels big unto itself. But why would you describe it as being half the size of a giraffe? Uh, two things. One, it actually strikes uh, it struck off the coast of Iceland. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you good thing. Uh, good th- I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was Fair doing enough. research. Okay. I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. I, like, I know a lot of things. Well, not really. But, like, I don't know this. It doesn't make any sense to me. That, that's a good point. And Lorenzo just typed this up on my screen. Why is the Daily Mail, which is who put this up, why are they measuring things in giraffes? Like, that's, that's our new standard of measure? Well, he's three-quarters of a giraffe tall. Can you imagine if we went to the Combine and, like, they're measuring these guys? How tall is Kenny Pickett? He's got small hands. Well, he's uh, three-eighths of a giraffe, uh, Mel, and that, that's why... Um, you know, teams are, oh, had he been, had he been a, a third of a draft, then teams would have taken him in the first round. But he slipped in the draft because he's not as close to being as tall as a giraffe as we wanted him to I be. I mean, I think we now know what you're going to be saying at the NFL draft here. <laughs> That's correct. This, this lends perfectly for you to slip this in some way, shape, or form. I would understand. A unit of measurement, the giraffe. Bubba, I would understand using, using an object at, to, to, to reference the scale if it weren't 
10 feet. But what person doesn't know <laughs> what 10 feet what, looks how like. big 10 feet is? Right. And, and asteroids, exactly, the, yeah. the size of like an NBA hoop, like how big, how high off the ground an NBA hoop is, like that space, that's 10 feet. I'm trying to think what else is 10 feet. Like we measure things in horsepower. Cars are still measured in horsepower, which of course is ridiculous. But we understand where it first came from. Because when it first happened, we used to get from point A to point B by horse. <laughs> and now we get there by car. So it makes sense. At any point, were we measuring things by giraffe? I just don't get this. And again, I, I understand that it might not be the most important part of the story, but somehow to me it is. They use it again in the body of the story. It's not just the headline. Read me that sentence. Stand by. Because when I searched for giraffe, right. it showed up multiple times. So it's featured five times in the story. It was 10 what? feet wide, about half the size of a giraffe, so it would have done little damage. About half the size of, the, of a giraffe. It's featured in the story several times. This is how that writer measures 10 feet. Oh, so of all the things... That are 10 feet? The first one that jumps to your head is half the size of a giraffe? I think we need to do further investigation into this. Baba, if you have time, I'd like you to chair a committee I'm going to put together to do a fact-finding mission on this headline, and we'll continue in just a moment. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.